0: This is God's servant, Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name.
1: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your presence. Father, without your presence, we are empty. If anything that is worth in us, Father, that is your presence. We don't have anything else to boast. The only thing that can, we can boast is that we know the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And we call him Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we're going to listen your word, Father, I pray you release your word. In power and in your glory, Lord, so that the word will come and set your people free. Father, I pray, Father, let there be words of encouragement. Let there be words of faith. Let there be words of comfort. Let there be words of correction. Father, you know our needs. You know where we stand. Father, you release your word and you heal all our diseases. You release your word and you deliver from all our troubles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let your anointing flow. Let your presence flow. And Father, I come at this time and I declare and decree, Jesus, you are the Lord of this place. You are the king of this place. You are our only master. And we give you all authority over this place. And you minister to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 7, verses 36 down. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting Jesus to eat with him and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. And she wiped them with the hair of her head and began kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Simon the Pharisee invited Jesus into his house. Who is a Pharisee? A Pharisee is a person who is well versed in the law, In the tradition and in Jewish custom. So Simon the Pharisee, he invited Jesus into his house. And Jesus accepted his invitation and he went into Pharisee's house and he was reclining at the table. Even though Jesus was an invited guest, he was not given proper customary welcome. This shows the pathetic heart of Simon. Don't ignore those gestures. Don't ignore those gestures, simple gestures. Don't take worship for granted. Don't forget to lift your hands. Don't forget to clap your hands. Don't forget to fall prostrate and worship before God. Don't forget to shed your tears. Because Jesus deserves the best. Don't take that moment of worship lightly. Hallelujah, because he deserves the best. So there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. There were many sinners in the city. But Bible turns her attention to this particular woman. Bible highlights about her life. Because she came to seek Jesus to worship him. Hallelujah. That was the peculiarity of this woman. She came to Jesus to worship him. Amen. So being a worshipper of Jesus is not a small thing. Heaven take note of when you come to seek Jesus. Hallelujah. And there is an enhanced spiritual activity. There is an enhanced spiritual angelic activity surrounding your worshipper in the spiritual realm when you come and worship Jesus Christ. We might not see that in the physical, but of course there is a spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, things are happening because heaven is taking note of you. Amen? So this sinner woman learned that Jesus is at the house of Pharisee. She learned. She found out. She discovered. She came to know Hallelujah, that this Pharisee, this Jesus, is in the house of the Pharisee's house. So who is she? Leanne, who is this woman? She is a sinner. The scum of the society. Despised. When a society labels a woman as a sinner woman, we don't have to speculate about her lifestyle. Right? What does a sinner woman have to do with Jesus, the Son of God. They don't have anything in common. No common ground. The sinner woman who is indulging in the deeds of darkness, and in stark contrast, Jesus, the light, who came to expose the darkness. Hallelujah, stark contrast. So if we consider anything about the sinner woman, most of the people can say, they should say, She is not supposed to come near Jesus, anywhere near Jesus. But unlike other sinners, this woman, she was special. She came to Jesus. When she heard that Jesus is in her city, she came to Jesus. Even though she bore a title, Sinner Woman, she was spiritually alert. Yes, she was spiritually alert. That's why... She was collecting all the information about Jesus. She was processing about the Jesus. That's why immediately when she knew that Jesus is in that town, she's there. She was spiritually active. And she was ready and desperately waiting to meet Jesus. So we must have a desire and a drive to be where Jesus is. Amen. We should be right where he is. That longing should be there. Where Jesus is, I'm there. Hallelujah, I want to be there. That is the mark of a true worshipper. Amen. So the sinner woman, she came to Jesus not empty-handed. She brought something very special. She brought an alabaster vial of perfume, which is very expensive. I love and I praise God for the small details given in the Bible. Amen. Very expensive perfume she brought to Jesus. So the alabaster vial of perfume might be her life's earning. Probably the best of what she ever had. But when she heard that Jesus is in the town at the Pharisee's house, she did not hesitate. But she brought everything she had to the feet of Jesus. The best of what she had. Yes. So she was ready to spend her life's saving. On this Jesus. Amen. So she was even ready to give up her old lifestyle. Her reputation. She was ready to take the risk. Of being ridiculed. And rebuked. And even to thrown out from the Pharisee's house. She even took the risk of being dishonored. And disowned. Hallelujah. She did not ask anyone's permission. She did not wait for anyone's permission or any appointment but she went boldly near Jesus and she stood behind him she stood behind him she fell at his feet weeping she didn't fall at the feet of Jesus begging for mercy she didn't open her bag of sorrow she didn't tell her long story or the incidents that led her to the sinful lifestyle but she had only one purpose To come before Jesus and to just serve and to worship him. So he did not wait for anyone's permission or appointment. Worship needs no introduction. Hallelujah. Worship needs no preface. Jesus always receives true worship. He is waiting to receive true worship. Hallelujah. She never shared her story of hurt, grief or shame. She was not merely seeking the sympathy of Jesus. She was not an attention seeker. I think now we can conclude that. She was not an attention seeker. Worship is not about you seeking attention from Jesus. But worship is all about you giving attention to Jesus. Consumed by Jesus. Like we don't know, we cannot stand at that time. We'll just fall down. That is Jesus. When we know who Jesus is, hallelujah, we'll just throw everything that we have, the best that we have and just worship him. So she came with a willing heart to worship Jesus and express her love the best way she could do. So she began to wet his feet with her tears and she began to wipe his teeth with her hair, feet with her hair, And she began to kiss throughout his feet. And she anointed his feet with that precious, very expensive alabaster perfume. So till that day, the box of perfume was kept aside, probably for herself, to make her more appealing, more presentable, more glamorous. That day, however, She broke the box at the feet of Jesus. When she broke that perfume at the feet of Jesus, she broke her pretense. Hallelujah. When she emptied the box of perfume, she discarded her false identity. At the feet of Jesus, she does not need it anymore. Amen. At the feet of Jesus, this sinner woman, the scum of the world, she does not need it anymore. She realized that Jesus deserves all the glory and all the fragrance. And she realized that she will be accepted just as she is. Hallelujah. Just as she is. She was not doubting. She knew Go to Jesus, fall at his feet, the way you are, he will accept you. Amen. That is why she came there as herself. Whatever she used there, she gave her everything. She gave her tears. She gave her hair. She gave her hands. She gave her lips. She offered everything herself as a living and pleasing sacrifice at the feet of her master. Hallelujah. So now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. The Pharisee is in a fix now. I invited this Jesus thinking that he's a prophet. But he's not moving in that anointing. I can't see that he's moving in the anointing of a prophetic or discernment. He is in a fix now. Now Simon is almost coming to a conclusion that he's not a prophet. Because he could not, because Jesus could not make out that this lady is a sinner. So inviting Jesus just for a meal does not make you a worshipper. Hallelujah. You got to stay with Jesus always. Stick close to him. Serve him with everything that you have. And express the desire to him by the acts of your worship. He'll be delighted there. Amen. So Jesus, the great prophet, the greatest prophet ever, knew what is going in the heart of Simon. And Jesus asked, Simon, I have something to say to you. Every time you entertain unbelief, or every time you entertain any unscriptural thoughts, know that Jesus has something to say to you. Hallelujah. He will surely address your doubt if you let him so. Because he knows the deepest thoughts in your heart. He knows you completely. What is hidden inside your heart is revealed before that greatest prophet. Amen. So Jesus said, Simon, I have something to say to you. And Simon replied, say it, teacher. Simon invited Jesus thinking that he was a prophet. But since he couldn't, he couldn't uh, fix on that, now he's calling Teacher. That has happened. Sometimes people are confused. If we don't perform to the people's expectation, they will change the label. So Jesus told, Simon, I want to tell you something. And Simon told, yes, teacher, you tell me. So Jesus is telling, a money lender had two debtors. The one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he canceled the debts of both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I assume the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. Nothing much to think here, right? It's pure mathematics. Chrissy, which is greater, 500 or 50? Yes, even kids, they know it. 500 is greater. So here Jesus understood that the Pharisee is comparing his life with that of the sinner woman. The smartest person I have ever seen in my life is Jesus, his class, hallelujah. The Pharisee is thinking so highly of himself. He thinks that he is more righteous than others. He thinks that he is more religious than others. He thinks that he is accepted in this society than others. He is more Worthy than others. He is more holier than others. When he considers himself against others, he thinks that he is superior to others. So the Pharisee, he thought so highly of himself could not love Jesus to the fullest. There was something blocking him. The comparison. The comparison was blocking him. So Jesus used the same comparison, the same measure of comparison in a different perspective. So Jesus is actually teaching the Pharisee and all of us what to do in order to love Jesus more. Anybody want to love Jesus more? Can you just lift your hand? When you lift your hand, you are just acknowledging that you need Jesus more. You want to love Jesus more? More than yesterday? More than an hour before, more than a second before. You want to love Jesus? Hallelujah. May God give his grace upon you so that you will grow in loving Jesus every day. Let that love grow. So the solution to that problem is very simple. Can you just say, very simple? Yes. Just consider how much he forgave you. Try to comprehend the measure of the debt which has been cancelled off. In Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 to 15 says, Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 to 15 says, When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. Having canceled out the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus has done for you. If you want to love Jesus, this is secret recipe. Go and read Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13. He made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate debt, consisting of the decrees against us, which was hostile. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed to the cross. That is the power of God's love. That is the power of forgiveness. Amen. So turning... Towards the woman, where is she standing? She's behind Jesus, at the feet of Jesus. So, and turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, "Simon, do you see this woman? I, invited by you, entered your house with your permission. You gave me no water for my feet, and invite me into your house. That was your responsibility. Can you say it with me?" That was Simon's responsibility, yes. But she, this woman, the sinner woman, uninvited woman, has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair without permission. You gave me no kiss, that was your responsibility. But she was not stopped kissing my feet since the time I came in without permission. You did not anoint my head with oil. That was your responsibility. But she anointed my feet with perfume without permission. Even though Jesus was an invited guest, Simon did not perform his customary responsibility. Simon was a Pharisee who was well-versed in all law and custom and Jewish custom and tradition. But he failed to perform as a host. Are we people of responsibility? Especially towards Jesus? Are we hospitable to Jesus? Are we worshipful enough towards Jesus? It is all about Jesus. Nothing else matters. It is all about Jesus. Jesus takes notice of our worship. What we give and what we do not. So if you have a struggle when it comes to worship... If you have any struggle to worship, I encourage you. Next time onwards, you read this passage. Mark chapter 7, down and come, and you will have a fantastic time. You will just express yourself. You shall dance and jump, and you will express yourself. So if you ask Simon, he might have many excuses or reasoning for not being a good host. Too many other important guests might be there. Jesus is probably one of the VIPs to Simon. Here, Simon, he had all the privilege to honor Jesus, but he lost the opportunity. Jesus accepted his invitation, but Simon missed out on it. But there was one lady, the sinner woman. She took hold of that greatest opportunity to serve Jesus. And don't wait for someone to offer you some opportunity to serve your master. Don't wait. It is your responsibility. And the spiritual reality is here that Jesus came into the house of Pharisee just for the sake of the sinner woman. No other agenda. Just for the sake of this sinner woman. Hallelujah. Today Jesus is here just for the sake of true worshippers. Hallelujah. So Jesus corrected Simon and told him, "For this reason I say to you, her sins which are many have been forgiven, and for she loved much." But the one who is forgiven little loves little. Here is the real comparison. And he said to her, "Your sins have been forgiven." The reason why she had me forgiven is because she loved much. Love covers multitude of sins. She loved much, amen, hallelujah. And then those who were reclining at the table, who are they? Well-versed in tradition, in Jewish custom, Pharisees, they were all reclining at the table with Jesus. They began saying to themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Your faith? Faith of the sinner woman? This tells me the reason why she wet the feet of, Jesus, feet of Jesus with her tears. The reason why she wiped his feet with her hair. The reason why she could not stop kissing his feet. The reason why she anointed his feet with that expensive perfume. Because she had faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Worship is possible only with faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without faith, it is impossible to worship. Hallelujah. So this woman, she was not in need of any healing or provision or deliverance. She was in need of a Savior. This season, Christmas season, we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Right? So she knew that only Jesus is the true Savior. And she knew that only Jesus can save her. Only Jesus can cleanse her. Only Jesus can give her a brand new life. She knew it because she had faith in Jesus. The sinner woman loved much, even before Jesus uttered a single word. The moment the sinner woman recognized the need of a savior, she was forgiven. Hallelujah. She knew that one day she could meet Jesus and she was waiting for that day. That's why nothing could stop her. The moment she heard that Jesus is in the city, she was there. We think that the sinner woman came after a long time, Jesus stepped into the house. No, Jesus himself testifies that she has not stopped kissing my feet since the time I came in. Wow. This tells me that she was ready, already, ever ready. Amen. To worship Jesus, to offer herself under the feet of her master. She has done all these things because she loved Jesus much. Even before he said a word, a word of forgiveness over her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When your heart is right, your actions will follow and it will bless you. No matter who you are. Jesus can transform you just like this. Amen. That's what happened in my life. That is the story of my life. Amen. Are you able to love Jesus? Are you loving Jesus the way you loved him when he first stepped into your life? When you are in love with someone, the world around you will know it. Right? You are very joyful. You're beaming with joy. You're singing and dancing filled with the hope. Right? You don't know to contain that feeling. When you're in love with someone, you will make sure that world around you will know about it. And you want to always take that topic into that conversation. You'll tr- somehow you'll try to push the- your love topic in the conversation so that you will know more about that person. You will know what others think about that person. Yes? So, when it comes to the relationship with Christ, where are we? Have we left our first love? Holy Spirit wants you to introspect yourself. Fall in love with Jesus. Over and over and over again. Let it rise. Kiss the sun so that you may not perish on your way. Hallelujah. Fall in love with Jesus. Worship him all the more and let your world know that you are in love with Jesus. Whenever you speak to someone, try to include the topic of Jesus so that you will know more about Jesus and be a proud worshiper of Jesus. Be proud to be a worshiper of Jesus. So the inner woman loved Jesus much and her love for him was reflect- reflected in the way she served Jesus, what is our objective in serving Jesus? I want that question to just sink deep. What is our objective in serving Jesus? I want to share a small conversation I had with my Lord, maybe two years back. Pastor's wife, busy, action planned, so many things to do, multitasking. Sometimes we feel so... Uh, so, what to say, what is the right word? So overwhelmed that I'm doing the right thing. Yes, you're doing the right thing. Some, that, that can make you, a, that can give you a high. Because I'm doing everything that God wants me to do. It's a glorious place to be. If you're sure that you're doing what God wants you to be, it's a glorious place to be. After that long day, very busy day, I was taking rest, I was just leaning on a wall and I was just sitting there and I heard the Lord ask me, why are you doing this? So I thought for a second and I said the obvious answer, because I love you Jesus. And he replied, let that be your answer forever. Then I was pondering upon that question over and over and over again. Thinking upon it over and over again, I was asking, "Why am I doing this?" That question was so powerful. I was just asking again and again: Is it to please people? Is it to get a good name? Is it to prove others that I'm doing my part? Or am I pressured to perform because I'm pastor's wife? Or am I doing it because of any monetary benefits or any other agenda? So many questions popped up in my mind. I want to ask you the same question today to you. Are you doing something for the Lord? Why are you doing it? Are you doing to fulfill your duty, just to fulfill your duty? Or are you doing to please your pastor or mentor or fellow believer? Are you doing to get some appreciation? Or for some monetary benefits? Or are you pressured to perform? Or are you trying to outsmart someone? You might be able to come up with so many answers. But the right answer is because you love Jesus. If your perspective is not right, Holy Spirit is asking you today to change your perspective. Why you serve the Lord. It should be out of your love of your Savior. If your reason is anything else, You will not be happy. Your job will bother you. You will never be satisfied. You will never feel the joy of serving the Lord. You will always be complaining. And uh, long faced and impatient and lagging. The reason why you do... The reason why you serve the Lord will reveal the way you do it. Yes? Michael, you played drums today. It was great drumming. You have played it really well, Michael. And I know you love Jesus. The way you play your guitars. The way you roll the cables. The way you clean the chair. The way you sweep the room. The way you greet others. The way you smile at people. The way you hug The way you treasure, the way you pray, the way you serve, it reveals how much you love Jesus. Love Jesus. It is the key to a joyful life. We are entering into 2022. This is heaven's advice. Love Jesus, everything else will fall in place. Whatever you need, God will give. He is ready. Only one condition. Love Jesus. Love Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. That everything, like the sinner woman, she just poured out herself. Love Jesus with everything that you have. Even when you feel rejected by people whom you served, prayed over, stood with, served, even when they reject you, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed but all the more, you will pray for them and you will bless them. You know why? Because you did, you prayed, you served, you loved, you interceded because you loved the Lord. So when, when I experienced these kinds of things in my life, I really heard that voice that day Jesus asked me. If we serve others for other reason, we'll be greatly disappointed. But if you serve and love others because we love Jesus, we will never be disappointed. Hallelujah. Because your reward is with your master. Not, nothing. Not, not even a glass of cold water will be wasted. Hallelujah. It is the Lord Christ we ought to serve. By faith, the sinner woman knew that Jesus was her redeemer. Like how Ruth clung. At the feet of Boaz, this sinner woman, she fell at the feet of Jesus. She just held on to his feet. And that her life, her love, her devotion, her faith transformed her completely. And transformed and promoted her to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Because Jesus pronounced that your sins have been forgiven. Go in peace. Go in peace. Heaven is your reward. Hallelujah. We are entering into 2022. As I told, only one thing matters, whether you love Jesus. No matter what the society has labeled you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't stand anywhere. Just come to Jesus. One moment with Jesus will transform your life like this. Hallelujah. I encourage you to love Jesus. Spend your life on Jesus, you will never be disappointed. Your face will never cover shame. To ages everlasting. To ages everlasting, you will never, your face will never cover shame. Love Jesus. Let Jesus be the glory and the lifter of your head. When you walk, Jesus will be revealed in and through you. When you pray, the kingdom of darkness will shake. Because you love Jesus. Because the heaven is opened, the angels are watching. Just to hear favor. You're surrounded by favor. You're surrounded by His grace. So I pray that my church, my beloved church, will experience God's favor. Experience God's grace to love Jesus all the more. If you are settled there, you are settled for life. Amen. 2022, as I told, is a year of the manifestation of His presence. Expect that when you go... You will see the lame jumping. When you go, you can see the blind receiving sight. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because the days are evil. And the days are at hand. Jesus, your Savior, is coming. And it is very near. So love the Lord with all your heart. And serve Jesus. And let this be your focus. Loving the Lord. Amen. God bless you.
0: Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Yes. Hallelujah. It's, I don't know how she managed to wrap it up. Some, it was a, at least a, a 20 part series. It's so much in there. Every line is a, is a volume. That's right. The Sinner Woman should be the title of a, a 10 part book or something like that. It's so much in there. So much in there. And I hope you pay more attention to this sinner woman. No longer a sinner, by the way. Ever since you met Jesus, Jesus said you are free. Your faith has saved you. Your sins are forgiven. Man, I, I, I just wish that um, you soaked in everything. You receive the word. It'll transform the way you worship. My desire as a pastor over this church is that this will change the way you worship. This must change the way you worship. And like uh, Nisha was sharing, she said, next week when you come to church, read this chapter, Luke chapter 7. and Come to church. Before worship, read Luke chapter 7. And stand up to worship. Hallelujah. If you feel that worship is very dry and... There's nothing exciting about it. And you find, find other things more exciting and appealing, read Luke chapter 7. And the place of uh, the sinner woman, put your name there. Put your name there. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks. Thank you, Father, for ministering to us. Thank you for your servant. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you put in her heart to give unto us. Today we are blessed because you revealed your heart through the words of your child, your servant. Thank you, Pa. You desire for this church to, to be transformed the way we worship. You desire for us to enjoy your presence. You desire for us to be free in worship. And to cherish the moments that we, we spend in your presence. Lord, we, we pray, Lord, that this word will, will manifest in us. That we may be able to worship like this woman. We probably don't even know her name. We don't know her background. But we know that she was one of a kind. The spirit that was in her. So precious unto you. That you took note of her worship. And her falling at your feet. And her Wiping your feet with her tears and her hair and her kisses on your feet. You took note of that. You acknowledged it. We want to be in that place where our worship is not merely mechanical, where our worship is not merely a fill. But our worship is something that you would acknowledge, that you cherish, and you are pleased. We want to please you in all that we do. May every song that we sing, every time that we say something about you, every gesture, be pleasing and acceptable unto you. May it be true. Remind us, Lord, that we have forgiven much. No matter how far we grow, how much we grow, how far we go, no matter how many years we have we are in the Lord, but let this never leave us our consideration. Let this never leave our consideration. And much has been forgiven. Much has been forgiven. We don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve to be here. We were un- uninvited. We were not part of that VIP gang. We were not part of the, the chosen, the A-list, in the house of the Pharisee. We were not part of that group. Though we come, came uninvited, You received our worship. You received our praise. Because you forgave us. You forgave us. Thank you, Father. We want to stay there. In that place of forgiveness. And constrain your forgiveness. Bless your people. Pray, Lord, that this this week ahead will be a great week for your people. May them walk in worship. May they walk in... And worship, expressive worship unto you. May your people learn to worship. May, may, may your people learn, like how the, that woman learned where Jesus is. That he is reclining at the table. May your people learn where you are. That we may come to you, draw near to where you are. And offer our worship unto you. Bless your people, bless every home. Every family that is connected to the service right now, whether physically here or even those who are watching us online, bless every home, every family. Let this week be a week of worship. Thank you, Pa. And thanksgiving. And celebration of the goodness of God. Thank you. May your name be lifted up. May your name be lifted up. We come at every, every person... Um, so going through troubles of various sorts, sorts, Lord, Every everyone who is troubled by whatever it may be, we speak a blessing over them, we speak a release over their lives, Lord, a breakthrough, a deliverance, a healing, let it manifest, Father, on account of receiving the word. When we are with, when we are with Jesus, everything is sorted. Everything is sorted. Thank you, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>
1: Hello, this is Nisha Dilipkosh. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.